Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. Episode 70, we have the triumvirate reunited. Not only do we have fan favorite Ian Dixon, but we have Sneaky D, David Vanderheiden himself on. Woo, I'm back. This is full Scottcast mode, guys. I'm so excited for this. I am. I already told you guys about 50 times beforehand, but this is just an instant classic already. Like, I'm ready to press stop on this recorder. Done. All right, hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. I feel like I'm, like, the worst uh, hype man. Because, like, you're always, like, real excited when we start. And I'm like, yep, I'm here. <laughs> like, Ian, bring the hype. Dave's, <laughs> like, yeah. Dave's here, too. But that's, that's what people want from you. Like, <laughs> we were talking earlier about David was like, is the sound of a heartbeat stressful or is it calming? And mm. I think for your case, Ian, uh, your calm voice and your demeanor yeah. and your just even keel, people are like, oh, good. It's not going to be two overly excited people just okay. building each other up. Some that, that Pink Floyd heartbeat and not that yeah. horror movie heartbeat. Yeah, your Pink Floyd You're saying heartbeat. that I'm a horror movie heartbeat? You were saying that that was the stressful one. Your mm. action movie heartbeat. Good. There you that, go. That's yeah. like you're rephrasing it now. You're repackaging it. There's like, all sorts yeah. of heartbeats. You could get the, yeah. what's the one they use to teach CPR? The staying BQR alive. Disco, staying alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scott, so what, what kind of heartbeat would you be? You'd be like an arrhythmia or something? Yeah, I'm mispronouncing <laughs> things. Yeah, I would be definitely a regular at the very least. Your heart, your heart would skip a beat. Oh, Ooh, yeah. when you hear your voice. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone just gets so excited when mm-hmm. Scott's potting. And everybody keep their pants on, right? Mm-hmm. That's what makes the podcast special. We're not getting too comfortable this episode, though, right? No, no. We were very comfortable in episode sixty-nine. Yeah, we were in the recliners. We were enjoying life. Mm. But this episode, I can't. We can't make that a regular thing because if about the sixty-nine, I mean the uh, the, uh, the, com- the comfort. No, the sixty-nine position, David. The episode sixty-nine re- recline. Episode sixty-nine was fine, but it's the sixty-nine position that we can't repeat often. By sixty-nine position, I mean us positioning ourselves within the recliner for recording rather than sitting at the poker table as we normally do. Mm-hmm. What about episode ninety-six? So we're off to a roaring start today. I'm excited. And we've got plenty of email bag to address before we get into anything. Email bag. Yeah. So this is like, what, three minutes into the pod of usable material? Yeah. I like it. You guys are going right to the punch, man. You're going for the juggler with this one. Usually you guys do email bag when you've like run out of things to say. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) We normally do have a larger kind of front thing, but uh, we have a lot of email bag today. Damn, that bag be full, son. It is a full bag. So we got a... um, It's a bulging sack of emails. We've got a response to an email bag response that I feel like I should address first from Sabelle. She signed it C. It's Sabelle. The open C. Oh, the big C. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, sorry, that was from the other podcast. Or Dupree? Michael Dupree. Is it Michael Dupree? You yeah, mean yeah. Dupree? Yeah, like the okay. Michael Dupree okay. Variety Hour. I was on that podcast. I was representing Scottcast Hard. Did you like it, Dave? I liked your representation of the big C, which you did not come up with, but you embraced what was the representation? It was Clarkston. Oh, I don't he remember. Called, he called Clarkston the big C. Oh, that's, that's more right. of a pirate thing. You know, I, just, I can quote things. <laughs> I don't remember a single thing I said on that podcast. It was all gold, though. Was it? Was it a good podcast? I, I feel like 
Am I going off top? I mean, should we do? No, you know, no, okay. go, go on. Yeah, go for I it. I just thought. Well, you guys didn't really talk about the Michael Dupree thing. I mean, you Kurt, like mentioned it very briefly last episode, I think. Well, well I thought, like I said, I don't remember doing it. Well, you said you crushed it, and then Ian was just kind of like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> you guys got <laughs> going on. Well, it hadn't been posted at that point when oh, we were talking okay. about it, and oh. I haven't had a chance to listen to it currently. Yeah, he's so. got bigger fish on his plate. Yeah, we'll mm. get to that. So, speaking of fish, you talked about Clarkston, and you talked about oh, yeah. the big C, and you said it sounded like it was a pirate term. Yeah. And uh, from that, from that, I thought the first half where you guys were just bullshitting was it was pretty cool. And then like these other people came on there, and it was like, what? That is the response that normally happens to that show. I feel like because like the format's a little strange. Like um, the format is it's a normal interview for the first half hour. And because it was me, the only thing I knew to do was just Scott cast character kind of at him because yeah. I couldn't reveal anything personal about There's myself. You're bullshitting the bullshitter there, man. Yeah, I mean, like the the grandpa guy came on and he had his vote, he had his shtick, and the the the, the EDM guy, the, the the you know the the accent that guy was pretty yeah. cool. But I mean, you were just being you, and uh, I think that's what the people tuned in for really was to see well, who is who's the scott cast god king pod king guy yeah i think most and of why the is people, he so witty yeah you done good scott you done good yeah i i don't know i think i felt like i do so many podcasts where other people come on and i'm the host i'm the person doing what i need to do to make things amicable between people like for the dispatch Amicable. Is that what that is? <laughs> Amishable. Amishable. It's a soft C. Amishable. <laughs> so <laughs> I try to make things amishable between everybody, and I usually do a good job. So when I was finally had the chance to be a guest on a podcast, I decided it's time to just let it fly. I'm just going to be... I'm just going to do all the things I've wanted to do on a podcast, but couldn't with risk of devolving the podcast. Right. I'm testing this man's skill. And to be honest, the man won out. I give him props. I think he was a nice host. I, I, I liked him. Um, I, I just wasn't sure where the pod was going. But, I mean, hey, like, like that's, that's ScottCast. We're not really sure where we're going, but we always end up somewhere cool. Mm-hmm. So I just needed to meet some more Scott. I mean, at, halfway through the episode, I feel like, you kind of let Grandpa take over and those other guys, and it was like, hey, a uh, little less Grandpa, a little more Pod King, please. But other than that, <laughs> that was kind of, yeah. he was kind of, uh, a dementia was sad. Um, mm. Like, golf a lot, but that was, uh, yeah, other than that. It was yeah. hard to riff with that. Because it was like, okay, this is guys just acts like this person's Grandpa, and like they always react in like a, huh, what, way? So it's like, what do you say to that? Kind of thing. Like, do you just rest the conversation away, or do you try to have a conversation with the grandpa? Mm-hmm. I just kind of like he's having a fight with his grandpa, and you were just kind of there. Yeah, it was like it was like, "Grandpa, are you okay?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm fine." That's like, and the other guy was just kind of jumping back in, and it was, you know, I guess I'd have to listen to another episode to get a better feel for the show. It's a variety show, so I guess I maybe have to listen to a few episodes. I think the variety refers to the. Uh, improvisers they have in the second half mm, okay which is what that was so if you're not into improv it's probably not your bang but if you're into interviews the first half 
is mm-hmm. your bang. Do you know? Do you know some improvers besides? Like, are those guys? Do they know the improv scene around here? They know it well. They're really? part of Planet Ant and stuff like that. That's the same people that like. Uh, a lot I of- saw that on the description. I thought that was an allusion to the. Uh, what's the show that you like? Tell them Steve Dave. Tell them these, yeah, tell them Steve. That Dave. is a total coincidence. Really? Yeah. Oh, damn! That's a pretty. But like they they, they get like a, they get a lot of they had some cool shit come out of that scene right yeah the dude from Detroiters uh, Key and Peel Key and Michael Key from an improv he was used to do improv he, with those he was uh, Planet and dude yeah really yeah that's pretty cool I've never looked into it I used to there used to be at Grand Valley where I went did my undergrad there was a um, a pseudo improv comedy group is what it was called. Just call it pseudo for short. It was pretty good. I, I thought about like trying out for it because it seemed like a good time. Like all the guys seemed pretty cool in it. I just wanted some friends, mm-hmm. and then I just like I don't know. I decided to focus on my studies. <laughs> <laughs> you decided that was not worth your time. <laughs> yeah, my studies, studying, S- studying you know, anatomy. Uh, I was gonna say that, but I can't. <laughs> we could. Well, technically, you were you your exercise physiology, and all right? That. <clears throat> yes, the textbooks were enthralling, right? But no, I, I thought it looked like it was really fun. I, I don't know why I never uh, tried. I, I think it was just because like I, I missed the times that they posted it for. But it sounds like something cool. I would be willing to still do. The problem with improv is I feel like a lot of the time it is way more interesting to just have a normal conversation with people than it is to see people try to create a character on the spot Mm because there's so much overhead to create a character and then you have to make that character say interesting things Mm -hmm. whereas like just as yourself you you can put all that overhead into saying interesting things so listening to this podcast you know if i was actually trying to do a real character i know i do scott from scott cast as kind of a character but eh, come on Let's be real. It's actually just me with a little bit less restraint. Yeah, the podcast is the real you. Yeah. It's, and then the you we see in normal life is the mirror you, like you guys were talking about in the previous episodes. That's just your society, Scott Cast. The real you is the right. podcast you. Mm-hmm. Real me is podcast me. That's I know. unrestrained. Real life isn't even real anymore. Yeah. So like, if I was trying to do a real character, like considering how interesting I am right now... It would just it would just fall flat, right? I think you, if you did your Irish guy, I think that would probably not go so well. Maybe just stick with the regular Scott. My Irish guy, the Irish guy. Oh, you hold me hearties. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> My Irish impersonation. Or, you know, like you can do voices as an improv person, but you would probably just. I think you like, could do voices. You, you're really selling yourself right now for a good improv thing by, like, playing to your skills, which is not to use the voices. What's your thing? <laughs> My thing would probably be using the voices. And we'd probably blend well. We'd probably, we'd probably make a pretty good improv group. We'd probably like just... I think that's why we make a good triumvirate, is we, yeah. we have kind of complementary strengths. We play off each other well, yeah, and we lead each other to glory, just like the actual triumvirate between Julius Caesar, Pompey, and uh, some other fucker. Actually, Pompey was one of the guys from Pseudo Improv Comedy. It was, just a, it was, it was his name. That's his name was Pompey? His name, last name was Pompey. You know what happened to Pompey? Probably not something good. Let me guess. I mean, they're all dead. So and Julius Caesar and Pompey waged war against each other eventually. Mm-hmm. And Pompey uh, went to Egypt for help. And Egypt mm-hmm. was ruled by a boy king who decided the best idea was to chop his head off and serve it to Caesar on a platter. Mm. 
Isn't Pompey like a dish? Pompey? Which one Pompey? of us is Pompey? So wait, he's the one that turns on Caesar and gets his head chopped off? Oh, that's um, Brutus. I want to say he turns on Caesar. The, Caesar kind of challenged It was Pompey. a mutual... It was. If uh, anything, if anyone did turning, it was Caesar. Okay. I think. So he was betrayed, he ran for help, and he got murdered. Yeah. I don't Do you know, think man. you're Pompey? When it comes to that Caesar, it's a... <laughs> I might be. I don't know. I'll tell you, man, when it comes to that Caesar, it's a real toss up. Oh, toss salad. Oh. Toss salad. Thank you. I'm going to count. Like, how many times were you trying to throw that joke in? <laughs> three, three, three times. <laughs> <laughs> Need to make that salad pun. Two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. Okay, so this, these are our complimentary strengths. Mm-hmm. David's got the voices and the puns, he's just all about funny sounds. Right. Right. But then you also have the science. The sounds and science. Sounds I'm and the science. Sound of science. Sounds and science. Science of uh, sounds. That's Simon and Garfunkel song. The sounds of science. Sounds of SOS. Sound. <laughs> it's secretly a code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to the SOS podcast. <laughs> and please send help. So how do we get here, Scott? Oh, we're just talking. Let's get back to email bag. Oh, we were talking we were about, in you're talking bag, about the Debris Variety Show. Okay, oh, the Debris Variety Show. Oh, yeah. And then good we got good show, improv. Scott. Good show. Oh, thank you. I'm so great. Email bag. This is from Sabelle. Hey, Scott Cast. Per your last episode, Fresh Cheese, which you just listened to, right, David? So fresh. It's fresh in my mind. It's like, very fresh. So cheese. It was great. Yeah. And Ian was there. I was there. So this is this is a ripe panel right now for these questions to be fielded. Um, the first thing she says, she labels it. There's three parts to this. The tribe called Quest mention was in reference to a link in the email that she sent, but was sadly overlooked to all of our detriments. Here it is again in case you were interested in something beyond an obscure reference to a hip-hop collective. I can't click links in this form for this email bag. Mm-hmm. So we're going to skip this first part. That seems like the substance of the email, though. I guess. Ugh, well, let me find a way to... Let me find a way to... Oh, okay. I can select Do you have, like, intermission copy. music? You really need the... And that's when he goes... David, when I'm in intermission, you got to ask Ian questions upon his life. I'll do one better. I'll tell you about me. So this morning I wake up. And I roll out of bed, and you know, there's the, the sun is starting to rise. I got a later start. I'm like, today's mm-hmm. gonna be a great day. And I open up my garage and I, I park my car outside because I'm considerate. Um, you know, the other people live in my house. Um, my sister's staying with me right now, and she has a bigger car and whatever. It's not nicer than mine, so I guess I went in the garage. But you know, I'm a nice guy. I, I digress. I go out, I go in the garage, I look out. And I see this beautiful, beautiful sunset or sunrise, excuse me. And I see about a thousand pounds of lumbar, just lumbar, 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 <laughs> lumbar just stacked. Huge backs. <laughs> the, I saw the backside of this lumbar. There's lumbar, lumbar. It's just stacked on my lawn. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, that's kind of different. There's about, uh, you know, like 30 long beams of wood, and they were just stacked on my yard. And I just think, okay, God, you want me to build an ark? <laughs> I got you. And then I noticed that they're doing construction behind my house, and they decided to dump all of it on my on my yard. Cool. So apparently God doesn't want me to build an ark, but more of like a retaining wall for our behind my house. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So I took I took a picture of it because it looked pretty cool. But then I also realized for the next three weeks they're going to be dumping all this stuff in my in my yard and going behind my house. And there's like a there's like these woods behind my house. Yeah. And uh, apparently, a couple doors down, there's a retaining wall that needs to be completely taken out and then replaced with all these planks of wood. And they decided the best place to stack this was right next to my car, mm-hmm. like about two feet away from my car in the driveway. So not really sure what to do about that. That'll be interesting. And that explains what I heard this morning when I thought I heard all those beeping noises and the construction. I'm like, that's kind of strange. There was a guy who got stuck in my yard with one of those caterpillar things. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a forklift. So, I mean, it was, you know, forklifts are obviously superior to caterpillars. But um, he got stuck in my yard and he was just tearing up my yard. And then he just, I guess he just gave up. He got stuck in the mud and just left it there. And um, so, <laughs> oh so I guess I'm going to have to finish that myself. Cool. So they so, left you a bunch of free stuff in your yard. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the keys to Caterpillar <laughs> right now, but I'm sure God will give me a sign. Ian, Ian, welcome yeah. to the woes of home ownership. <laughs> uh, we're going to switch up this order Actually, because this is too good of a segue, but uh, Ian, we one of the main jobs for this podcast episode, David, is we need to find a way to come up with some scratch quick. Ian is just shy of being able to get himself a home, possibly. Oh, yeah. I, why don't you just build an underground bunker? I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I asked him the same thing. Why are you building thing? above the ground? Well, well, I mean, Scott sent you that us that nice I mean, instruction thing on how to make a, a bunker for the apocalypse, yeah. and you just spit in his face. Well, we need to start popping out our translucent porcelain underground children to fill this bunker. Okay. You don't want to And we don't have quite enough space here in Sunny Hamtramck. We love it here, but What we, about over there? Branch out a little bit. What about right next to Scott's house? <laughs> <laughs> you guys can be buddies. You're neighbors, I mean. I think you're uh, any buddies. I think uh, <laughs> Are you buddies? Well, we're buddies. Okay. I think uh, Peter the landlord was thinking about buying that particular house. And one of the thing about buying a house in Hamtramck is uh, most of them are really weird. And this particular one yes. <laughs> had a had a toilet in the middle of the living room. Dude, that's like something from The Sims. You know, right. like when you're playing The Sims, <laughs> playing The Sims, you're like, you know, it's fun building the house. And then when the people actually have to live in, you're like, God, this is awful. And they have to go to the bathroom all the time. You're like, yeah. you know what, asshole? Why don't you just go in the living room? There's a toilet. <laughs> and you just put it right there. I put mine by the door. Like, put your coat up when you come in. Take a shit. I thought it was a courtesy. Well, it was like it was gonna catch on. I thought I was a genius when I was a kid. Yeah, it kind of is nice to have that uh, yeah. fo- foyer bathroom. Oh, yes, foyer bathroom. Are you saying that right? Foyer, foyer, foyer. foyer. Clarification on foyer? that. <laughs> not <a> foyer. <laughs> it's not foyer. No. Today's time foyer. Mean means time. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get taken down, Scott. There we go. That was good. That was a good. Uh, Good fun parody. Thank you. I so, thought you'd appreciate that. Where is this? Where is this that you're looking at? With the house that you're looking at? Um. We're looking at Madison Heights. Oh no shit! Yes, that's there my, is a my house. brother works in Madison Heights. I go there quite a bit. Very cool. I could visit you. There's a house with a uh, a movie theater in it. In the basement. Yeah. Whoa. And we thought that would be ideal. That that makes a lot of sense for given you. Given our yeah, our if I had to pick a friend, pretty vast horror yeah film collection. 
If I had, like, everyone kind of wants, in a way, like a movie theater in their yeah. house. But if I had to pick a friend who deserved a movie theater in their house. <laughs> he's, not the friend, he's not the friend who needs it. He's the friend who deserves it. Yeah. yeah. It would be you, Ian. Yeah. Well, that sounds cool. So you're going to buy it just because it's got well, a movie theater in the basement? It's like, it's a nice house. It doesn't look like it needs a lot of work. Like, kitchen's not super ideal, but it's not the worst we've ever seen. So Is it better than the kitchen you have now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it smaller? Probably. Well, your kitchen's really I mean, wide we open. We haven't viewed it. Yeah, our kitchen is huge right now. Yeah. I love our kitchen so much. So yeah. you guys are renting now and you're going to be uh, moving in? Okay. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're just shy of yeah. like being able to really cover all those closing costs and stuff. So Closing costs are a bitch, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know... I heard a little bird told me in the stock market that Zillow is going to be taken <laughs> off soon because they're going to try to take away the whole real the whole realtor thing, the whole, mm. and they're going to try to sell sell things directly through Zillow. Mm-hmm. So just wait another five to ten years based off the speculative information, and you, my friend, may save some yeah, money. <laughs> yeah, you want to wait two grand over ten years? <laughs> David's got the answer. Hey, put it in my stocks with me. Invest yeah. that two grand now, and then invest in still in Zillow, and then use them to buy your new home. You're obsessed with stocks. How often do you like look up stocks in your life? Well, like, is it like a daily? I mean, habit I with have you? I have apps and stuff, but I I, I don't uh, make impulsive like purchasing decisions. But uh, I mean, I have like a, a wish list of stocks, and I'm always following them just to see, oh, if I bought that, like, would it go up or down, and would I have been right and there's like there's like apps you can do for like like having like uh, like stock trainer apps, whereas like you have a fake account and you have money that you can see move up and down based off your purchasing decisions. And actually, that's what I did before I invested in the stock market. Was <laughs> I uh, I downloaded the app and I was like killing it in the app. I'm like, well, this is easy. I'm just going to real life and do it. <laughs> so if only I'd actually. What's done the those. most okay? Real or fake? What is the most you've killed it? Have you ever raised like a few thousand bucks? Why well, I don't. I don't have enough money to raise a few thousand bucks, but my returns. Okay, is all that's about all percentage. we need to know yeah. about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, all you need to all you need to know, Scott, is the percent return on all my investments. And I, and my, with my stock portfolio, I haven't lost money on any stock except for Tesla, which I just, <laughs> which, if, if I may say, after Tesla just went down, I bought more. So I'm pretty confident in that one. Okay. Yeah. It's actually the best thing that could have happened. I actually sold my Nvidia stocks just so that I could get more cuz I didn't have any money to invest this month. So I actually I was so it, I was I wanted it so bad. I actually sold Nvidia, which I think is actually a really good stock to have. Um I caught it on the dip when it crashed, but I feel like they're going to be at the forefront of a lot of different technologies, but I actually sold that just so I could, you know, cuz it was liquid. I could just sell it and uh, I bought more shares of Tesla. Dave, so. what me and Ian were thinking is selling either our blood or our semen. Oh, I'd definitely go with like semen. Because <laughs> uh, if you have the right genetics and stuff like that, thing is a lot more valuable than blood. Yeah. Unless you have a rare blood type. I did look into that, and yeah, you can make a lot more. So a lot more bang for your buck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's an investment. It's like uh, you have to really be invested. Like they expect you to donate repeatedly over a period of time and I don't know if I have that kind of time. I mean like maybe on, I'll like, make some like give me your name tag. <laughs> just, I'll sub for you a couple of weeks. Like how long do you need? Do you need to, you need to light the candles in the room or something and really just self settle like, down and you need they've an got hour? rules about like you gotta wait 
five days before you donate. You no no jerking it. No. Uh, yeah, you got to build up the stock. Yeah, they don't want the stock. They don't market. want my. Uh, the stock can't crash. You got to keep the stocks high. They don't want my uh, my leftovers. How tall right? are you, Ian? I'm about six foot. Yeah, they don't take anybody that's not like six foot or higher. They they mm-hmm. like t- people like tall people are real. I mean, if you were to pick your baby, I mean, I'm not calling it a designer baby, but you want people who are tall and yeah. have a, a good IQ score like that matters. But it's I like, think Ian would fit want, the profile. Ian does start. To fit I the think profile. I I probably have some like genetics that are maybe not ideal. Well, th- well, we won't talk about the sun apocalypse <laughs> when you're filling out the form. Yeah. Well, other than that, like. <laughs> Some you diet. can crisper some melanin in there. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, take you to. That. That's easy. Yeah, yeah. You'd be looking real tan, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking at this article of this man um, who had a herpes medic, like a herpes crisper thing. Mm. Like he was trying to cure his herpes, which a brave of you to go on stage being like, I've got herpes and I'm going to cure it. Spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> so he drops trowel on stage and injects his area with mm. CRISPR medication that supposedly will get rid of his herpes. Oh, I haven't seen this. I, I saw the, the one where the guy injected his arm with the myostatin that we talked about. I haven't heard about the inject in other areas. Yeah, no. But like also yeah. Completely untested herpes uh, well, we talked about remedy. how that was localized. Like the effect was going to be localized, and he said, "Like, where would you inject it?" You said you want a glowing dick, but this guy, <laughs> he just wants to get rid of his herpes. So yeah. he's like, "Oh, but the, we just have the glowing dick thing. We don't have the herpes one ready yet." So I feel glowing like, herpes, please. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was a misstep on his part in many ways. He's the so CEO Paul. of this company. He's 28 years old. He looks good age. He looks like a bad front man for a Creed cover band. <laughs> I, they have Creed cover bands? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With arms wide open. <laughs> With legs With wide open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll show you everything. Just not my herpes. Because he's got the crisper. That's, that's good. So that's what he did. But so, I mean, we're a little off topic of like, how do we get Ian a couple grand? If I could cure herpes, probably that would do it. Yeah, but would you like go on like, stage and like drop trow to do well, it? Well, I would have to contract herpes first and then do would that. Would you contract herpes no. and cure yourself if you knew like it was like a I'm looking proof? for not so much leg work. I was thinking like Jonesy clonesies would be perfect, but we need collateral for that. We got to make yeah. the clonesies, right? Yeah, we, the for the collateral we need to I make can't the spend clones. money to make money here. I'm just looking for quick cash. Yeah. It's the wrong mindset, man. <laughs> You're blowing it. Stick with the semen. That's the way to go. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Just like... Seed is strong. It's a Game of Thrones reference. <laughs> Did you guys hear that the Game of Thrones had their plot, the plot leak for the last two episodes? Like, so the no. whole series? No, the series is... Don't, was, don't like, talk about it. He's a yeah, fan. They're on the pen. I haven't heard... I know. I don't know what it is because I don't want to know. I don't know. You see that Star, Starbucks thing, though? I did see that. Yeah. That wasn't even a Starbucks cup. Yeah. Was it a Pete's Coffee cup? It was just Starbucks got about like three hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars worth of free advertising, and it wasn't even their Starbucks cup on the on the show. Did you hear about that? Well, that's what happens when you set the industry standard for uh, disposable yeah. coffee. It, you're, you're so big and so tyrannical that when there's a generic coffee cup on the table, people are like ah, Starbucks caramel macchiato. Like <laughs> no, it's actually just black coffee from the 
you know, coffee machine on set, but whatever. Well, it's like the same thing like uh, Nintendo, I read on Reddit recently, uh, they pushed a campaign for the word game console to be used. <laughs> hmm. Like they wanted PlayStations and stuff, call it game console, call the Nintendo a game console, because people were calling PlayStations, Xboxes, whatever, Genesis's, they were calling everything a Nintendo. So oh. they didn't want mm. that because then they'd lose their copyright ability. Right. People are idiots. Yeah. So you need to make a copyright term as big as Nintendo. Mm. I was thinking we could... I don't have anything that's unique to me, though. I don't don't think I have a proper copyright claim. Okay. Same favorite Ian Dixon's uh, trademark. Pop quiz (laughs) hotshot. We'll edit that out. (laughs) No, it's true. Is that a reference to speed? Pop quiz (laughs) hotshot. What... What asset do you have that is the most unique to you at this moment? Is it my status as fan favorite? Exactly. You are of the triumvirate. We are Mm -hmm. here. We are ready to campaign for anyone in the triumvirate. That's what makes us the triumvirate. I have a few ideas to raise money. First idea I got from an internet article while I was talking. It is legal. Wow. Hey, I'm interested. Now we're interested. (laughs) We'll talk about the other ones after the pod. Yeah. First idea is I bought 60 Jerry Maguire VHS tapes recently. Pristine condition, mint, all of them. Sealed. Sealed. You just keep one for yourself to uh, make not so mint? I feel like like (laughs) that number 60 is really good. Maybe we can make it a 50. Mm-hmm. A lot of 50. That, that that still carries weight. Yeah. But we're going to raffle them off to all the uh, everything is terrible fans. We just need to sell X amount of $5 tickets, you know, solve for X. And boom, we got the money. He's got his new layer. So we're not selling the Jerry's. We're selling the raffle tickets and giving away the Jerry's. That's the possibility the for a Jerry. That's right. <laughs> there was a, the Jerry is a lie. <laughs> There's no Jerry's. Not many people would pay for That's 60 like the, Jerry's, but someone yeah. might pay $5 for a chance to for have 60 chance. Jerry's. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Right. A lot of people might pay $5 for that. I thought you were t- saying, have a raffle for a chance to win one Jerry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, in the right mind, pay $5 for, I mean, I don't know. You give it a shot. <laughs> Tell them it's 30 and then just keep doing it every, you know. Do, follow the, don't they have travel around to different cities? So just go to the next, so city to city, raffling 10 Jerry's at a time. Yeah. To cover your business expenses I'm, and you get to travel around the whole country. Look, I've seen a lot of TV shows where people are scheming and that's what they do. It's one of my favorite genres, scheming TV shows. And I know to make a good scheme, it's got to have a single big payoff that does the trick. So okay. we raffle these things off and we don't get, we don't pull a, pull a ticket until we hit our target. What okay. do you say? So that's your first idea. Ready oh, for that actually sounds like not such a bad idea. It is not a terrible idea. I've had worse ideas. I believe that. I'm going to be talking about one of my worst ideas later. <laughs> notes for this episode, Scott? I've got a couple notes. Wow. We notes. haven't even got to email bag. We Damn. We're, we're going I've been everywhere. trying to see people... We, we hooked them on like we were going to do the email bag. We started to do the email bag. And 45 minutes later, the anticipation is just, it's ready to just, <laughs> it's, it's coming to a head. This is going to be good, though, because like we can edit this down to like real concentrated gold. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. What you yeah. got to do is you got to just keep. But I don't know. Maybe you lose context doing that. Gotta maybe sift. we got to keep it uh, keep it natural. I, so I'm colonial. liking the, uh, 
liking the raffle idea. What, what else you got there? That was my good idea. We start with the good idea. I like that. We could do a bonus Scott cast episode, mm-hmm. you know, and try to sell like what? Do a bonus episode, $5 download, make it a really good episode. So you want to make a good episode, episode? Wow. <laughs> right? Like, like you want to actually, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. How about we do a good episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this house, we this house with the movie theater. I think we, if we get the money in by next Monday after next, we could probably snag this bitch. Yeah. Just start a GoFundMe for Ian. <laughs> or we the fans. <laughs> they really love them. They'll send their money. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, what we should do is. Everything, everything we're saying, just throw as many sh- much shit at the wall as possible. Find the one that has traction and just all go. the irons in the fire. All the irons in the fire. Uh, irons, they're shit. The shit irons, just <laughs> flinging them against the wall. You know what Julius Caesar said of his army? He said, "I will march longer and harder and faster than every one of you." And he did that because he wanted to push his entire army to excellence. And really? that is what I'm doing now. I'm so pushing did, everyone to podcasting he, uh, excellence. How did he do that? Like, he wanted to march faster, so like, what? He was just him by himself, like, come on, guys. Come on, entire army. March as fast as me. Pretty much. Like, like he was always there, and he never took breaks, and he was, everyone looked up to him. He's riding along on his high horse. Come on, guys, march faster. (laughs) (laughs) Glory be to Scott Cast. (laughs) The father, and the the son, and... And the Ian the hella bitches. (laughs) (laughs) One of the two. The Holy Spirit, I mean, the Spirit... Yeah. Spirit of Scott Cast. I like that. Spirit of yeah. the bitches. Hello, bitches. Shout outs to my hella bitch out there. <laughs> I we, love you, baby. We were talking about this before the podcast. You cannot make it singular. <laughs> it does <laughs> not stick. Hella bitches somehow works, but when you make it singular, it just yeah, changes. All of a sudden, the it feels demeaning. Yeah, mm. it changes Gosh, everything. Context is everything. <laughs> We got hella bitches because we got the hella bitches. We did that. That was good. And then when you call him a hella bitch, it just doesn't have the same ring. No, to you're saying a completely different thing. Like when you're saying hella bitches, you're like, oh, look at all these beautiful ladies here. <laughs> and but when you say hella bitch, you're like, look at this nagging argumentative individual. Okay, that. <laughs> Next time I'll use that. Yeah. Email back, Scott. Email back. Finally, jeez. This is the Sabelle email. Hello, bitch. Don't say that. <laughs> hey, Scott Cast. Per your last episode, Fresh Cheese, I felt compelled to write in a few points. The Tribe Called Quest mention was in reference to a leak in the email. Here's the link. Okay, let's go to the link. That's like a play-by-play. I like it. Oh, fuck. Color, color commentary? Nah, Scott's swearing right now. He looks <laughs> upset. Looks like he doesn't know where the link is. There it is. <laughs> Scientists play music to cheese as it aged. Hip-hop produced the funkiest flavor okay so apparently if you play music to cheese led zeppelin tribe called quest mozart uh the cheese flavor changes and like apparently this was a big scientific study they had controlled cheese like different variations of cheese and all that they like, very rigorous what happened they played you're talking about literal cheese right now right yeah not like cheese is in like your figurative cheese mm-hmm. that you're trying to coin actual as a term. cheese. Yeah, we're talking about actual cheese, and they played music for this cheese. Mm-hmm. God, I wish people would. It's do like that when for you me. sing to plants to help them grow. I don't know if you'd want it. It's a 24-hour loop of one song mm. using a mini transducer, which directs the sound waves directly into the cheese wheel. Mm-hmm. Is that really how you want to listen to music through a transducer? Let the cheese listen to the music how it wants. 
Think about the cheese, man. So funky is better for old cheese. Is it? Is that, like, is that what you want? I don't know. That so, seems to be what the articles and so the classic way. cheese didn't age as or, or, when he was listening to the they classic aged, music. It did they not aged age differently, but the funkiest was the the hip hop. Yeah, a tribe called the, the funkiest cheese. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant the music was funky. Like, well, that, funky music. Yeah, also having, that. Yes. Play <laughs> that funky music. You're having a who's on first moment, aren't you? Hmm. Mm. Yeah. What? The bacteria did a good job. The music that listened to the hip hop, the funky mm. music, uh, remarkably fruity, both in smell and taste, and significantly different from the other samples. Mm-hmm. So it really did do something. Okay. Well, what was their hypothesis here? Like, why did they get funding? Did they get funding for this? Do you need funding? Do they just? How do they get this published? What is this? What's the context, Scott? I'm not uh, sure. This I'm is, totally lost right now. This is on the Smithsonian.com. What the actual f? I mean, it's Smithsonian, right? So that's smart. The Smithsonian Museum wanted to do research on cheese and its preferences. Why would someone think that different types of music would age cheese differently? I mean, it's very well, related. Apparently they did. Hey, Google can find anything, <laughs> apparently, because you just type in, like, the new cheese music. And it just says, hey, there's a study about that. Well, let me tell you. Where's the rationale? Okay, this is what it tells me as far as scientific rigor. Okay. Uh, Swiss cheesemaker Beat Wampler paid. Team of researchers from Bern University, wherever that is, probably Swiss Swiss land. Uh, They placed nine 22-pound wheels of cheese in individual wooden crates. Then for six months, each cheese was exposed to an endless 24-hour loop. So they're, they think that somehow vibrations, because they clearly don't think that cheese is omniscient, right? Was the That's wood just, all like the same age and type of tree and stuff? The, oh, there we go. Mm. I'm sure they controlled the variables like that. I would hope wood. so. But I mean, if you're going to be doing this that many wheels of cheese, you better make sure you get your <laughs> barrels right, right? But I, my question is, what, what's the rationale there? So like they obviously don't think cheese has its own like mind, do they? It could. I mean, the but, frequencies might have the, a difference the on how the bacteria somehow, behaves, yeah. So somebody thinks that vibrations affect cheese aging. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the energy from like the music from the people is somehow being transferred in the sounds that they make. And this is a scientific paper? Yeah. So they would have to have a rationale that shows like a precedent for that type of thing. I mean, it was hired by a Swiss cheese maker. Well, that's what we like to call like a confounding variable because it's, it's bias. When you get a cheese maker saying, hey, I'll fund your study. No one else will. Uh, that our cheese ages better to this type of music, which coincidentally one of our best artists. Who that's what that we of, jam to. That's what we. That's the, what the <laughs> that's what the artist is making the music for. And by the way, this is the best type of music for aging cheese. So buy our cheese, because <laughs> you got some guy who's backed by Kraft over here, or you know, mm-hmm. it's a Swiss company. I guess they only make Kraft, but. Anyways, I just don't get it. So, okay. I'm going to call bullshit on this one, Scott. I do too. It's- <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe you're onto something because maybe there's a, yeah, there's an affinity for you to... Th- so oh. the point was that we fucked up um, fresh cheese. Yeah, the point is we fucked up the email. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what she was saying. And then and on the fresh cheese episode, she says, poor Australia, but I guess going from a continent of convicts to anti-vaxxers isn't that much of a stretch. But I thought we moved it to a smaller island. Fiji. I mean, I, we went I to didn't. Fiji, right? Yeah. yeah. I did a la- yeah. I did a report on Fiji when I was in sixth grade, and based off of what I learned back then, I could say that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good choice for yeah. isolating a group of people bound to die. Based off the information I had from the t- Ask Jeeves at the time, I'd say yes. 
Ah, don't you miss the other search engines? <laughs> <laughs> no, you just you just mentioned the other episode. I mean, uh, it was in. Yeah. All right. Here it is. When Scottcast headquarters was actively robbed last episode because you guys were busy right now, it reminded me of the Hamtramck <laughs> Avengers episode and the first inconvenient robbery that was witnessed. I discovered something interesting as a result. While I don't necessarily feel safer knowing you guys are reclining somewhere and dismissing unlawful acts in front of your face, I do feel more confident should I ever commit a felony. You're quite the affable crime stoppers indeed. Cheers, Sabelle. I want to say I never profess to be part of the Hamtramck Avengers, that noble group of vigilantes. In fact, I would say that our ethos are greatly different. So you're like a villain? You're like the an- the antithesis of the Scott- the Hamtramck Avengers? First off, a villain never calls himself a villain. That doesn't make any sense. Like if yeah, you- it's kind of like you're a wannabe if you call yourself, hey, I'm the, the super villain here, okay? Yeah. Kind of like the poser. It's like, hey, yeah, you know. You you would know if you are. You don't need to say it. Any good villain thinks that the hero's the villain. True, true. Well, you do need to actually good, have a good backstory for the villain. Otherwise, the story sucks. Uh, that's when, and that's when you get Marvel. Uh, I mean, that's when you get uh, Hollywood's big action blockbusters that aren't necessarily named Marvel, but sometimes DC, you know. Most of those superhero movies out there don't really build up a great backstory. But now we're seeing a little bit more depth. I mean, that's why I watch shows like Game of Thrones. You mm-hmm. got people who are like, they're not one-dimensional characters. Yeah. You got a guy who shoves a kid out of a window. He thinks he kills him because he's having sex with his sister. And by the end of the show, you're like, wow, it's a great guy, actually. You know, he tried <laughs> saving all these people. Yeah, sure, he stabbed his king in the back. But, you know, he's a great guy. He did it for good reasons. I can't say why because it would be a spoiler. Is Game of Thrones just about... Uh, Defending incest? Not always. It's got some more. <laughs> it's got some more nuance to it than that. There's no incest. There is in, uh, uh, the rings. a level of incest that's uncomfortable. For sure. Put it this way, Scott. At the beginning of the show, you're like, <laughs> oh my God, here having sex with your sister. And by like season seven, you're like, well, you just have sex with your aunt already. Like, just do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> the show changes you. <laughs> This is two different lines of incest we're talking about here. But it's refreshing to have uh, those characters that have both positive and negative qualities as opposed to like... Except for the Night King. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. And they dropped the ball there, but that wasn't in the books, so it's okay. But I mean, as opposed to like your your Disney, like all good, all bad, no gray area. Like these are like, could be actual people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you got to be able to relate to somebody and get drawn into the narrative. I think HBO does a good job with that. Like The Wire, that was like badass, mm-hmm. fucking actual believable characters. You rooted for the villains. You were really disappointed in the heroes. That's what I like about Gotham. Yeah. They took the Joker from, and, and they made this incredibly complicated backstory for him. Yeah, it's good. But it still retained like, oh, I could see the logic, the progression. It's hard to build a good backstory. That's why you don't see it in films. It's like they focus so much on the hero. Mm-hmm. You get to hear them. You see them growing up and you see their whole backstory. And then they go up to the villain. It's like, yeah, this guy just had a rough time. And I guess he just took a left turn in the wrong place. And yeah, you can all end up as anybody could be a villain, I guess. <laughs> it's like, what? Let's just like, get Jesse Eisenberg to do it. He'll be fine. <laughs> He's a cool guy. Everybody likes him. Remember the social network? Yeah. Was he in that? Yeah, yeah. He was Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. All of a sudden, you really need like seven dollars, and somebody tackles you against a dumpster. Mm. Yeah. 
<laughs> we'll put the sound effect in. <laughs> and, the, and the loose change falling on the ground is gold. So, yeah. That's good. So you're you're planning on doing more with the Hamtramck Adventures? Are we gonna have like? Yeah. De- in, what I'm saying is like we need in depth backstories for mm-hmm. all the characters. They don't need to, you don't need to call them. Let's not call them heroes or villains. They're just people. Yeah. People with super um, personalities. <laughs> yeah. Extreme yeah. personalities. And yeah. They, they let themselves fully come into fruition when it the it, when the time for action arises. Some people are just plotting in the corner of a coffee shop. Other people are springing into action, tackling people against dumpsters, and then yeah, and then you got people reporting on it. Maybe the people reporting on it are the people that are secretly setting the whole situation up, mm-hmm. and they'd like to do it for their podcast, and they're secretly setting up scenarios where they can podcast interesting stories, setting up crimes before they happen, that crimes that would never happen without their involvement, almost like a mastermind of some sort. There's mm-hmm. something like that we're planning. I don't know. It's a scratch on <laughs> the surface, really. I do like the idea of inciting incidents just to bullshit about them in the middle of mm-hmm. email bag. We got more emails than that. We got one from somebody you know. Um, Is it from Scott? It's from Scott Science. I like the tone of his email. Yeah. I won't correct you on his actual last name. It sounds similar to that, but we probably actually shouldn't use his real last name. So let's call him Scott Science. Okay, it sounds Scott pretty Science. close. Oh, great and benevolent pod king. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Scott Cass and just wanted to thank you for expanding my literary experience. Through Scott Cast, I have now read great works of literature, like Flurry of Frozen Fury by Sneaky D. I didn't know he was going to mention that. Ian's thing, I think. Space book, Raptor Butt Trilogy yeah. by Chuck Tingle. <laughs> I like how Ian's like, yeah, that's mine, yeah. <laughs> I was wait- he's waiting for it. It's like... And this is the one I somehow got attributed to. Mm-hmm. And Mindfulness by Leo Babatua. Babadubadi? Yeah. Yeah. This, along with swellification training with Sneaky D, is really improving my life and expanding my horizons. Oh, look at that. We're improving his life. Mm-hmm. Swellfully yours. Great Scott, fan of Scott Cast. <laughs> you, you Great that Scott. In. Great that Scott. In. That's good, Scott. That's good. Yeah. You're good, buddy. Proud of you. So we're bettering lives here. Yeah, it's I mean, true. I felt like we were. I thought I was just reaping all the profit, though. I mean, you can still reap profit with helping when you help people. Yeah. Right? No, I meant, like, I meant like, I meant like the profit, like uh, both, like uh, oh, profit. philosophically, profit, profit, ph. No, profit. No, you keep ruining it. What? I meant, I thought, I like, I get all the benefits, but it turns out everyone is. You're a profiting profit. I'm profiting. Who's profiting? Yeah. Well, I'm not really a prophet. Am I a prophet? I mean, you have a voice. I wouldn't call you a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> the revelations of Scott. <laughs> Turn to page three. No. If anyone's the book a prophet, of revelations. I mean, let's look. Let's look at this realistically. If we're going to create a theocracy, if anyone in this triumvirate's the prophet, it's Ian because he's the one who's always oh. talking about future events and like great catastrophes. Well, well the and prophet, I'm the one that least wants to be a prophet. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, the prophet <laughs> listens to the godlike figure. So mm-hmm. that's if you're the godlike I, figure I then that you have to be the prophet. Mm-hmm. If you're you're just his instrument. Mm-hmm. But also you do all the the groundwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God doesn't have to lift a finger, does he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right for me. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I don't like that metaphor, but it kind of fits. <laughs> it really does work. 
You're the prophet. <laughs> prophet. The great prophet, Prophets. Ian Dixon. Doesn't just fit. Fan favorite prophet, Ian Dixon. Pod King Scott. And then Dave the Acolyte. Yeah, I'm the guy Dave who's the heard Acolyte. the good word, and I'm spreading it through my clientele. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, next email. Thanks for writing in, Scott. <laughs> hey, we, we helped somebody. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. He actually likes the podcast a lot. He listens Obviously, all the time. Yeah, that was a great. He enjoys. Email. He looks forward. To it. He's like, "Hey, when's the next podcast coming out?" Like, he's actually he talks to me about it. He asks me about. it. He's engaged. That's great. Yeah, I'm glad I, we're more than. And he doesn't have any like uh, real reason to like it other than I guess he doesn't want me to torture him <laughs> as much while we're training. Do you, do you do that? Do you like uh, take it easy on him? Because well, I, say, I say like you know, he gives me a few compliments. Then like, yeah, yeah, I don't like drop the the barbell on his neck. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Okay. Which, by so the way, he yeah. like reinforced his love for Scott Cast. Basically, I use some psychological tricks. In there. <laughs> Is he like you want to live today? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me get a dumpster. <laughs> it's gonna get real. Scott Science, please uh, send ten percent of your income to Scott Cast. <laughs> it's more than enough. It's tithing. He doesn't have anything left after training with me, so. <laughs> I'll just send you 10% of what he sends me. How about that? Okay. I guess that's fair. There you go. <laughs> Bleeding the guy dry just so that, it, you know, he can, we can have a follower here. So email bag. Sally Jones writes in, uh, what is with the lack of drew? I miss hearing his sexy voice. He clearly has a huge hog. I really enjoy hearing him on the show. It makes my panties moist. Moist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make Scott Cast great again. Hashtag MSGA. Hashtag more Drew. Love Sloppy Sally XOXO. Hashtag 69 Tee. Sloppy Sally drinking heavily when she's writing this? Is Sloppy Sally a man? Sounds a lot like Drew. Sloppy Sally Drew. I, I think Sloppy Sally appeared at the end of Feudcast. We did see Sloppy <laughs> Sally. <laughs> I was about to say, we did see him. He dressed up as a, yeah, <laughs> Sally. Yeah. She never never heard her name, but now we know. She's big into Drew, apparently. Yeah. Everyone likes Drew. Well, Drew's big into her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Sets her dad out. <laughs> I don't think we need to. That's Drew. He said everything. He's like literally, stop listening now. Well, yeah, now that he got his mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. No, just because of the content is too vulgar for him. Right. He's a very you know, pious. You, you were there. Listener. He obeys all the rules. I'm the only one here who hasn't seen his asshole, right? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when, when would I have seen his asshole? You were drunk. <laughs> oh, is that what I missed? I remember. <laughs> what did you What did you say transpired in that uh, the deleted footage, Scott? Because uh, as I recall, I don't remember. <laughs> I think I would have seen. I'm glad for you that you don't remember. Thank you. I'm glad too. I didn't know I missed out on that. <laughs> yeah, you did see that. I think maybe I blocked it out. Maybe deep, that's <laughs> deep somewhere. Maybe it wasn't I mean, the alcohol. <laughs> I mean, just some deep, deep recess in my mind. It's mm-hmm. just there's Drew's asshole. Drew is a guy who needs someone else to edit him. I feel like Drew contained. And maybe this is the John Hammond in me <laughs> thinking I could do this. <laughs> but I feel like if I can control Drew and produce his show, I'll do the editing. I, him and Tim can do whatever he wants. And I'll bring it under the Scott Cast umbrella as a sideshow. But I'll edit it. Make sure he doesn't. Oh, it'll be a sideshow. It's definitely a (laughs) sideshow. 
I mean, if, as long as you spare no expense, I, I don't th- see why you couldn't uh, contain them. <laughs> Just, right. What could go wrong? Yeah. But there's another um, email. That's not. Th- thanks for writing in, Sally. That was good. Mm-hmm. This one's from Tanya Smear. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> why do you guys never have Tim on? He's my most favorite podcaster ever. Yeah, Tim from Tim and Drew. Is it like FR? Yeah. <laughs> Are you reading this like in the right like, voice? Really, we know Tim or Drew sent this one in. I'm thinking it was Tim. I'm hoping it's, I'm hoping it's Drew. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is how Tim is reaching out. He needs to find a new outlet. Right? Oh, my Lord. So, okay, why do you guys never have Tim on? He's my most favorite podcaster ever. When I listen to him, I'm usually inserting a kumquat covered in hummus into my rectum. I think it's Tim. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know him well enough to know if that's uh, his choice of uh, words, but... Since Drew of the Tim and Drew show sucks so much and they don't record anymore, I don't get to hear Tim anymore. Please bring him on before my hummus expires. Sincerely, Tanya, uh, winky face XO. No hashtags. Mm-hmm. Trying to throw us off with no hashtags, but... That's what I'm thinking. Why would he wait till the hummus has not expired? Wouldn't you want to, I mean, you got a good thing going here. Wouldn't you want to just let the hummus expire and then we'll catch you when you're most desperate? Well, I mean, that's where your intestines are where you absorb most of your nutrients, isn't it? <clears throat> so I guess if you were putting it up your ass, you would want it to be like fresh and. I mean, you uh, could absorb things through the colon, which yeah. is the larger, you know, the larger. So if it was like if it had bacteria and then it was like gone bad, gone the col- wrong. The, the the colon is mostly used for like like fluids, fluid yeah. retention and stuff like that. And so that's so why like an enema would work, or an enema, an enema would work. But really, like at that point, it's just all fluid exchange mm-hmm. for the large intestine, the colon and stuff like that. Small intestine has all the microvilli which absorb yeah. everything. So really, I don't think that's the most efficient way for you to be using your hummus. I think if anything, you want to just keep on going. <laughs> Keep fishing up there until you get way up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's my recommendation for you, Tanya. Don't just smear. Keep digging. Spear. All right. We're on to the segment, What's What? Uh, We poorly labeled this segment. We usually just talk about it without calling it something. Yeah. Uh, But it's called What's What? Maybe we should get some music for it. What kind of music? Should we have for it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like the, pre- the so the premise of what's what is like it's like a sort of a current event of, yeah. of some sort, some news story, like links from the internet, yeah. And then, but it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, it's something that makes something you go weird, makes- wild, wow. This I don't know. What's what? Maybe just needs some guy going wow. <laughs> <laughs> did I already talk about herpes? You did. Okay. About the CRISPR guy. And then I'm going back into our text thread, Ian. Okay. I don't even remember what I texted you. You texted me some good shit. Good. But before I get to that, I discovered emojis. What? <laughs> I discovered... Uh, you didn't realize this whole time? Well, I knew about like colon parenthesis, right? You know, you smiley. Know, after our last conversation, I was thinking colon. Colon parentheses. Sorry. Parentheses and parentheses on those colon. Uh I'm sorry, what? Well, they both so render colon parentheses is like a wink? Yeah. Winky face? Yeah. Well, it's just a normal face. Oh, you know what's funny is like when I mm-hmm. when I tell like my phone to call my girlfriend, mm-hmm. it has like the emojis on her name. So I don't accidentally call one of my clients who has the same name mm-hmm. or text them mm-hmm. inappropriate things. So, um, and it just, and it says, it says like, it's like, 
it's like calling like smiley face with like heart heart-shaped eyes brit uh heart-shaped uh, smiley with heart-shaped eyes and it like says the whole thing out so apparently now you can actually like call out the emojis if you memorize what they're called the system will actually mm. let you do that voice to text well what if you just want to talk about a smiley face anyways what's what <laughs> Okay, so there's some news in Russia. You remember this article? No. A uh, cannibal girl tells classmates what oh, brain tastes like. Oh, no idea. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. We haven't had cannibal news uh, in a while. Good. Yeah, it was just uh, Scott Science. Uh, his comments about cannibalism had just started dying down. He just he just stopped talking about us. Now you're it's good good time to bring it back up. All right, you're welcome, David. <laughs> like we uh, don't talk about cannibalism that much. It was just that one episode. Now now you've proven me wrong. Oh, I haven't even finished the headline. Mm-hmm. A cannibal girl tell uh, twelve tells classmates what brains taste like after she cooked and ate human flesh while on the run with a notorious pedo. Was it the pedo's brain? We're not calling it pedo. No, the pedo pedo was also a cannibal. Oh, so she learned from the pedo. A pedo pedo cannibal. I don't feel comfortable calling it pedo. I'm going to call it pedo. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She was the pedo's love (laughs) interest. Oh. Wow. Oh, so, just, so, so sort of in that okay. in that relationship. I didn't they know if it went wrong together eat them. Participated in cannibalism also. Okay. Well Yes. Furious parents at the state school <laughs> want the girl expelled. Okay, so I mean when someone's been through something like that, like what the fuck are you gonna do? I mean, she's not gonna have a whole lot of time to take her classes when she's getting serious therapy. I mean right? like, I mean I, I don't think that's they want her expelled. I mean, I'm pretty sure the cops should be involved. Are there cops in Russia? I mean, what the hell's going on in that country? I mean, I don't, I don't really know much about their social services, but like, damn, if I was a parent, I mean, I get that that's like some heavy shit for like your twelve-year-old to hear, but that's like also some real shit that she went through, and you don't want to invalidate her experience. Like, but was she like using it as a taunt? Like she's just going well, up to people. Like, think about I what brains. it would be like if you were a twelve-year-old girl who was like kidnapped and molested by a pedo and also forced to eat brains. I mean, I can't even fathom it. Like you would want some kind of yeah. normal connection with a person, and maybe you're not sure how to get that, and so that's, like that's where it is. Hey, yeah. I've got this thing that I've experienced. It that, definitely produces an effect. Yeah. And as a kid, why wouldn't you play with that? Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Like. You'd be an idiot kid if you weren't like, hmm, I wonder what it would be like <laughs> if I told somebody. <laughs> Just I mean, like, how did it right? come up in the conversation? Was like, so she's like 12, so she's in like, she'd be in seventh grade for our, our in the US. I well, mean, she's like, in an orphanage. She doesn't have parents. Uh, and she goes to a school. Uh, and But I mean, this was like between, this is like a lot in between classes kind of talk, or the teacher's like, hey, what did you do this summer? <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> like everyone's like holding like the talking sick. <laughs> what do I talk about? Oh, damn. That's all I got. Just the brains. <laughs> well, I was on the run with a pervert. Yeah. God, should I talk about that? Or should I talk about like, um, oh, I don't know. Oh, don't talk about the thing you did. Uh, just uh, talk about something you like to eat. What's your favorite food, kids? <laughs> well, I mean, other other children approached her and questioned her <laughs> about it all. 
So they were curious about it, mm-hmm. and she was getting attention, and that must have felt great, like attention from peers that was like kind of normal. Yeah, tell, yeah, like tell them the cannibalism story, and then she's popular. Yeah, wow. I mean, she's definitely all over the news now. Right, international news, man. Mm-hmm. So apparently, she participated in the murders. She could not be charged, despite her alleged confession that she stabbed the victim and opened his abdomen with a knife after his death. After his death, which is like, okay. He was already dead, so. Well, yeah, if it's already dead, it's cool, man. <laughs> In Russia, that's like no big D. No. That's, like a, that's not even a misdemeanor. That's not a felony. That's not even a misdemeanor. It's like a slap on the wrist. Hey, we've all been there. Yeah. It was dead, right? No big D. Yeah. Like the Tauntaun Star Wars. Like the what? Uh, in the Hoth scene where mm. he's in the snow. Yeah. Oh, and he has to cut the belly of the, the beast. And yeah. To stay alive. What's that called? A tauntaun? Tauntaun. Tauntaun. But no, this wasn't tauntaun. This was just breakfast. <laughs> well, I mean, like Luke could have took a snack out of that. Here's, he here's what to. disturbs me about this. Okay. That's it. It's oh, you're disturbed by that. Well, that's good. Only one part, <laughs> <laughs> like out of the ordinary. Like this is the thing that was just like, come on, like mm-hmm. this guy. First off, no, no respect to this guy. I'm not saying the rest of it wasn't disturbing. Yeah, but uh, this person explains how the to cook the brains. All they did was put the head in a microwave for three minutes. Oh God. Mm. Like you're not, you not even, you're not gonna saute. I mean, come on, man. You gotta you're like, not gonna get, put some butter. Poach it in butter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I mean, she, there was there a culinary class that she was in when she mentioned this. I mean, I mean this is Russia, home so home, I guess yeah. they're not teaching uh, the kid, the little girls, how to cook and stuff. And she's like, well, best what best method is the microwave, <laughs> right? Somebody like, somebody probably called bullshit on that, and then the drama. Ensued. And really, just three minutes, you couldn't. You can do anything more how you like than just brain, three minutes. And all that effort to get, like, I, yeah, like when I get a cut of steak, like, yeah. I prepare it because it's special. <laughs> you get it raw, it you costs $10. <laughs> I make it good. I mean, I'll put it this way I bought some s'mores for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. And uh, my sister was staying with me. I said it three times now, but she is. And she's like, uh, "Hey, you got some s'mores in here?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm saving. Yeah, I'm gonna cook those up right." And she's like, "You can stick them in the microwave." I'm like, "Come on, the marshmallow gets totally ruined." And they got this person microwaving a brain. That's like, get the fuck out of here. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. What are your thoughts on that beer, by the way? Oh, by the way, yeah, I haven't even thought wait, about wait. it really. Um, <laughs> You're drinking it, sucking it down. <laughs> um. It, it yeah it, it has a little bit it's it's a stronger aftertaste what is this? It's, there might be a surprise at the end I don't I don't I don't taste the hops really I don't think it's very hoppy um by the way I'm drinking a batch number o two eight pronounce that right mm-hmm. uh colada IPA oh it's this is the IPA allegedly dude this is like <laughs> <laughs> I don't even taste the hops man yeah like it's really it's really drinkable. This one received a quite a. That's crazy. No, this I I had no idea this was an IPA. When I was drinking it. Wow, that's a shocker. I should probably should look at the look at what I'm drinking before I open it. <laughs> it's low. It could have been a cooler. It's light. I don't know. Ian's the only person so you, to finish. You feeling like uh, feeling pretty good about that? Or yeah, I like it. I don't yeah. taste the coconut though. Okay, I don't taste the coke. It says citrus hops, coconut, and pineapple. Hmm. But I definitely te- like. I definitely taste like the. Fruity uh, aftertaste, very strong. Like it's uh, sour, like like kind of that sourness of the the pineapple. And um, yeah, it's David, good. I I don't say this lightly. <laughs> you might have bad taste. <laughs> what is this ham? 
No, it's nothing like that. <laughs> Why was this the gentleman you guys were talking about before? It's just like, uh, like oh, is this over the, goose? the course of knowing you, the goose uh, sweat. Like you, you bring over the fireball. You bring over, <laughs> you you mix like uh, a moon. What's that one? The moon one. Uh, blue moon. Blue moon. You mix blue moon with the strawberry. Ch- Sam Adams cherry wheat. <laughs> so good. <laughs> It's called Cherry Moon. Try it out. It's really good. You know, you're. It, I just think maybe Ian and I, like, let's coach him. Mm-hmm. Well, like, we're gonna, we need to get you on a podcast later. We're gonna get a bunch of liquor here. I'm, I'm not even sure there's an IPA. To be honest, this doesn't taste anything like an. No, IPA. No, that is bad. It's bad. Yeah, you are. You are. You. You're. See, that's it. Your details are fine. You. You pick up on. I don't the think. Details. It, I don't think it's terrible. I mean, you have it, it does, just doesn't taste like an IPA to me. Like, I, if you had, like, if I had started drinking this and I had tasted the IPA like bitterness and the hops and stuff like that, I would have known I was drinking an IPA. But I thought there was just some like, uh, yeah, like some kind of sour, you know, like beer. I don't know what you know, like an ale or. But what. you like it. You liked it. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> it's not bad. You weren't revolted by it. You weren't it. revolted. No, I'm not revolted by it. <laughs> Ian and I couldn't finish this. You have an overwhelming sweet tooth, do you not? I could drink the rest of this, no problem. No, but like in your daily life, are you into the like candy, sweet tooth, sugary no, things? No, not at all. Because you gravitate towards sweet alcohol, like well, yeah, more I than want it to taste I good. Know. So you put sweet stuff in it, it tastes better. <laughs> like, Maybe this uh, is the problem. Like yeah. I don't, I don't crave a hop slam or something like that, where it's just pure bitterness, you know. But uh, yeah, I like my, I like my IPAs to have some. Some citrus. This doesn't taste like a regular IPA to me at all. It's not my style of IPA. Like if I was a cra- craving IPA, I'd be disappointed by this. But I don't. This is just a pale ale to me. This isn't a India pale ale. This is just like regular, you know, very sweet and sour kind of mm-hmm. ale. But I don't think there's anything like terrible about it. It was too much fruit going on, and it was very sweet and like, but not in a good way. Yeah, it was confusing. I've drank, yeah. I've drank way worse than this, man. I would totally, <laughs> totally drink this all day compared to some of the shit I've drank. Okay. It's really good, though. Have you ever had this in your life? I'm asking both of you. When I first started drinking, like, I wanted to drink, like, whiskey, absinthe, like, yeah, stuff that... Yeah, to get smashed, yeah. Not, that, not to get smashed. Strong stuff that's manly. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that, but, like, I wanted stuff that was, like... A, a fucking torturous experience to get used to, and I wanted to get used to it. My first beers were all IPAs, man. It was the same thing. I wanted the strongest shit because it all tasted bad to me. So you just get the strongest stuff. Were yeah, you I was like, like that? just give me the strongest. Stuff. I was like, what's the most flavorful shit? Mm-hmm. Like, what's really gonna knock you? Like, go wow, shake you up a little bit. And I was like, yeah, give me the the double IPAs, man. That's what I drank for about six months when I first was legal. Before that, it was all these light beers. Garbage like mm, Miller Light mm, and yeah, any light beer actually really is all the same. Yeah, I was like that, but with like always just whiskey, no ice, no no put don't put it in the fridge. Just drink it straight and drink a lot of it at once. Just not to get drunk, even though I did because I was an idiot, but <laughs> <laughs> but to experience like the full like harsh burn. Yeah, mm. and to like just get that. It's like a very sensation. visceral experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ian, were you like that? I think that was a later development for me. Oh, okay. I think... Uh, so you did it smart way. You ramped up to it. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it was smart. <laughs> <laughs> I drank, drank a smart? lot of I drank a lot of crap, like, 
to figure out what was what. What do you mean? What's what? Oh, like like that's the new beer variety. <laughs> Secondary ones. You were immediately experimental. Uh, yeah, I mean, like vodka was easy, didn't taste like anything, and you could get your your buzz on real quick. So that was good. I did some vodka, but like we we did the beer pong thing in college and a bunch of real <laughs> beer pong, low shelf awful beers and lots of them. Um, Hams. Never hams. Okay. <laughs> so you, you say you did have a certain... There was a some line. threshold, yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm more of a... I'm a I guess it's kind of like we talked about last time, like my tastes have simultaneously become like uh, kind of toned down and also more refined, where like I don't get that burn from like the high proof alcohols anymore, but I get more of the subtle flavors of them. Mm-hmm. So like I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to drink scotch like when I started drinking, but now it's something I enjoy. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Like you like you've trained your brain and your palate, yeah, to detect all these notes. Where I you've just been desensitized them. to the burn and of the alcohol, and now you right. just taste the flavor. It's, yes, it's, exactly. I'm slowly uh, realizing I might be the one with bad taste. What are you talking about? Just listening to you guys talk about like the subtle pine flavors mm-hmm. on the fruity. I, all I drink is craft beer, bro. I can't do like, it. Uh, my dad is like the cra- a craft beer fiend. Like he lives for. I think I've talked about this before, but everywhere we go, it the entire. If we go on a vacation, family mm-hmm. vacation, my mom's looking up. What are the attractions? What are all the good places to do? My dad's looking up. Where's a good place to eat? And like they're always microbreweries. He's yeah. obsessed with them. So growing up, that's all we did. But long before I could legally drink, we were always at microbreweries. And I would get like some samples. Here so that there. long. So like when a microbrewery <laughs> was like a weird thing to go to. Yeah. And you still would like go to a brew pub. Yeah. Brew pub. Yeah. Like Sometimes before they had the hipster food. What would they what kind of food did a brew pub have before like hipsters kind of took over? I mean, like if you're if you're a new new like just recently established uh, microbrew, then you'll have like pizza and you'll have like breadsticks maybe. <laughs> like you don't have much. You have your beers, that's what's for dinner. And then like the other stuff is so that you don't get hammered. <laughs> so like uh, like a lot of the in the Grand Rapids, like these little little budding new breweries and stuff like that, they don't have much of a menu. But if you're like a big nachos and pretzels. Yeah. But if you go to a big <laughs> Uh, microbrew. They call it a microbrew, but I mean, like the place is like this nice restaurant and everything, and they got these big, big vats of beer. These big, you know, you can see the the making the beer behind a glass wall and stuff. On or in the places where they're like under the floor, you're looking at it like what the fuck, and you're drinking. Like that's where they're making. That's where it's coming from. That's great. We should do a Scott Gas on the go. Yeah, yeah. We should do some more like. When you wanted to do the the field reporting, you mm-hmm. know, for that Hamtramck uh, festival, oh. something other, yeah, like when it rained or something. Yeah, it was shitty weather. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should do some more on the go stuff. I mean, you could take the our equipment on the go. I mean, as long as you don't do it when it's raining and you can get your equipment wet, mm-hmm. you should be able to do it. Yeah, and we got to do because you're afraid of isolation. Hmm. David and I have to go to the Clawson isolation tank. Oh, the go into a Motor City? Pod. No, no. Uh, Motor City float you're talking about? Something. They have the, they have the actual Clawson. pods, the pod pod. Yeah, it's in Clawson. You know, uh, Mr. Science told us that we should go check out. There's this uh, hyperbaric. It's a hyperbaric chamber. He says that he holds the oxygen in his brain for weeks. So, 
I don't know about that. I mean, some people, some people try to take that. So there's one. The there's like a. It's like the anti-high. <laughs> like trying, trying to inject as much oxygen in there as possible. Oh my lord! There's like a recreational barometric chamber somewhere. Yeah, um, it's really close to where I work. Actually, it's um, recreational barometrics. Because yeah. I, I remember up. when I got the the carbon monoxide oh. poisoning, they were going to rush me to oh, DMC yeah. where they have one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, that's, I think that's different. That's like when you actually need the action. <laughs> yeah. um, and this is just like you want it. You okay. just want it. You don't need it. You just want it. I think it's Ox- said, uh, Oxford, uh, Oxford Hyperbaric, I think is what it's called. Well, let's check that out. We should, we should uh-huh. just do make a little field trip and just go around the horn, <laughs> hit up all these places. Yeah. I think it, I, I don't know. I feel weird about getting the oxygen rushed to my brain. We got to go to the. Uh, we'll do that, and then we'll go do some meditation at that Zen meditation place. We'll do a field trip, triple, triple threat. <laughs> like it'll be the most like mindful fucking podcast we've ever done. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about your soul, man. Not a single one of us talks over another. It's like equal, mm-hmm. but perfect. That wouldn't work. I would talk for an hour. Be like, you know, and I just close my eyes and be like, you know, I don't even look at you guys. Probably like, just, just come on, man. I'm trying to, I'm waiting for you to finish talking. Just open your fucking eyes. <laughs> just open your eyes, man. I would just go on for like an hour to find my, find my center. And just really just go, uh, go, go for about, yeah, about an hour. I think that, that would be good. <laughs> okay. So I have one more thing. I think I'm going to start another podcast. It's happening. Not, not like uh, like a video podcast tied in with the Hamtramck stuff? No, a podcast where I'm trying to gain uh, popularity hmm. so I can drive people to Scott Cast through that. I have a plan. And it's related to what we were just talking about? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that'd be exciting if you just kind of went thrill-seeking thrill and then just did like a thrill-seeking podcast. I think, I think we should do that just with Scott Cast. Yeah. Just under the Scott Cast banner. Well, that's fun. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. Well... Hyperbaric pressure, but other than that, no I, pressure. I'm a, little, I'm a little skittish about the hyperbaric pressure. Yeah, blow your fucking mind. Yeah, that drink's kicking in. But here's the podcast idea I had. I want to tell you guys about it. Like, it'll have uh, rotating co-hosts, just people I like, so you guys are going to be in, representing the SC. Mm-hmm. And the idea of it is I'm going to take a subreddit, you know, like a little subtopic on this big forum site, mm-hmm. for those who don't know about Reddit. And I'm going to analyze all the content of it. And it's got all sorts of topics, like vagabonds, people who like Garfield. <laughs> people like Garfield? No. Stuff like that. That's not funny. Like communities form around so many weird topics. Yeah. yeah. So the Niche, ex- esoteric yeah. topics. So the podcast is going to be entirely esoterica. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just going to be talking about this one particular subreddit per episode mm. and we're going to analyze the texts with like uh texts to speech sentiment kind of measurements mm-hmm. kind of stuff like uh is it sad is it happy is it angry is it smart is it at a fifth grade level is it at a 10th grade level is it smarter than a fifth grader is it smarter than a fifth grader that'll be the name of that segment thank you and um yeah and we'll just talk about it and like make fun of it and be like oh but this is cool or whatever okay sounds like fun what are you gonna call this podcast it's all about subredditing it's called i am a lurker (laughs) that sound i don't know if i i I like that sounds 
Because like lurker sounds like a creeper. Well, it is kind of oh, creepy because you are yeah. you are kind of like eavesdropping in. That's what you call okay, those people. Okay, so you're you're, you're doing lurkers. you're doing what exactly? I'm sorry, call, I didn't I'm, follow it. So I'm you're stealing your content. So you're on the subreddit, <laughs> basically. You're reading what people say and you're reacting to it. This premise of it. Uh, we're going to a subreddit and you're, we're analyzing like the community. Like like. Oh, this, is it a good? Like, or is it? Let's talk about if there's a good, bad. It's more like in-tween. a sociological thing than mm, like about the topic. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Psychoanalyzing <laughs> like the merit so it's of an, it's an anthropological endeavor. There it we're, is. Like uh, evaluating societies. This is or, where I need you. But guys. it's current though, so <laughs> you're still looking at subcultures. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then we just advertise it to that subreddit. So, it's, so it's subculture subreddit. What you calling it? Lurking. I am a lurker. Okay. Because we're also kind of shitting on them, which an anthropologist. Well, we're outside. Do. Yeah. It's <laughs> outside observer. You're outside the bubble. You're looking in. Okay. Outside looking in. Lurking. I yeah. I don't know how my wife would feel about that. You don't want to do that? <laughs> so you're just making fun of people all day is what you want to do is what you're saying. You're not going to be like, wow, these guys are really cool. Yeah, they actually, well, there's a subreddit like, for this. It's like what our degree is in. She might have like ethical quandaries about that. You have ethical quandaries? Oh, I mean, it's called ethical quandaries. Know. God damn it. Podcast. I mean, I already I, bought the domain name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's this. Uh, well, I guess it's, it's done then. That's going to be a thing. Fine then, you dick. Um, you wanted $2,000, Ian? <laughs> You're going to make fun of these fools. He okay. bought that. He bought that domain name for $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> you better like it. <laughs> Could have helped you get a new house with that money. Instead, <laughs> he got a new You really should have told me earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess go for it. Yeah. Well, sure. now I don't want to do well, it. Well, you could consult your triumvirate beforehand. I mean, I like, should. I, I could come up with some clever puns for you. <laughs> I thought I would come with glory and you guys would just revel. I like the idea. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to be a lurker, but I mean, I guess we're going to have to be now. <laughs> <laughs> but like a kind of lurker. Yeah. You don't, we don't have it to shit on like them. It seems like the kind the of thing time. that would be popular. Yeah. It Which definitely I guess is what people, we're going for. Yeah. People will look at it. They'll be like, lurker. What are they talking about? What are they lurking? What do they say about these people? And like, and you'd be like, leave a lurk. <laughs> like, we could be mostly neutral. We don't have to shit on them 24 7. But we will shit on them. I mean, a little. <laughs> a little shittle. Yeah. Okay. But we'll also highlight where they're charming and witty. Okay. So we're That's drawing all. attention we to what's have to be. Because, like, uh, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, I lost. I don't so know. So you're raising awareness yeah, you about these subreddits a... that are merit-worthy, or at least worth talking about, and then people you want to be objective. You have a neutral, but come on, positive sentiment. Can you, you at least get people. sponsored by Reddit eventually through this? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean I, I, I don't know. Are there already Reddit podcasts out there? Are you competing? What's the field like? I mean, does it matter if it's saturated? I mean, really, we're going to dominate. Yeah, I think we'll dominate. And I think I mostly want to do it because we can target, like, different communities and stuff like that. And, like, if we're going to be mostly positive, we can post about it on the subreddit unless we do an episode about, like, the Donald Trump subreddit. Or something Ooh, like no, that. No, let's do that one too. I, I think that that's 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 let's rip on that one. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. yeah that's, I can't even imagine. But how yeah, that ends. then you find out the kind but, of freaks out email in. <laughs> right. <laughs> the people yeah. who have like time to get on this Donald Trump subreddit are the people who want to be heard. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. I have to make sure I can I anti dox myself on the internet yeah. before I do something <laughs> like this. I'll burn your house Reddit down, people man. Are, Reddit people are terrible. Yeah. 
just in general because of yeah. that anonymity. Yeah, do you really want to open that can of worms? Mm. That's the mm. thing. Do you have the security around here for that? I mean, I know you got cameras, but do you have like heat seeking missiles? Yeah, we might need that <laughs> to protect against the memes. Mm. Got to get that uh, regression to the meme, that tunnel system going before we get to that. I mean, at least an right. escape hatch, like a yeah. tunnel to get out of here, like just in case. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll table publishing and I'll do some pilot episodes. Maybe you could get a subreddit for people who like to dig. <laughs> Email halfforscottcast at gmail.com if you're interested in getting a pilot episode. And we will dole it out on a selective basis. But yeah, that's all I had for today. Well, I hope that we turns out well. We still on uh, what's what? Or we're all done? Just in case. One more. I got twice. the bird evolved that, that evolved twi- twice into existence. Yeah. What do you mean? That seemed like a pretty. Uh, I, do you mean evolve? Like I didn't Pokemon want to do evolve, it because it mean, like, evolve, frightens like, me. Well, let's frighten Let's people. unpack that. All right. David, I'm a man of science. You I like are? dinosaurs. Oh, well, you mean you're a man of cert- like st- dinosaur science. Mostly dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and being that way, I rarely come in, come in contact with a piece of information that makes me be like, evolution, maybe it's not real. Okay. This does it. Well, evolution uh, is a theory. It's very, very evidence-based theory, but right. go forth. But yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, maybe this is evidence against it. Yeah. Uh, this one says, this bird went extinct and then evolved into existence again. Okay. No other example that demonstrates this phenomenon so evidently. The white-throated rail. It's just a little piece Let of shit bird. The white-throated rail? Mm-hmm. Or how do you spell it? Oh, like a rail. Okay. Yeah. And okay, so what about it? So, yeah. So it, it was it was extinct. So does that mean that they were looking at the fossil record and they said it was extinct and now it's reappeared? Yeah, some yeah, like, millions so they, of years ago. It? it was... So they thought it was extinct, huh? and it now they thousands found of years. I don't think it was millions. How do they know that it's the, related to the original fossils? That they right, found? that's the thing. One hundred and thirty-six thousand years ago, okay. it went extinct, but then it like evolved back into existence somehow after that. Oh, so you know, it's these some some birds were just out there just getting it on with some fossils. The parent species uh, was still around. Okay, so it's like if we have a common ancestor with chimps. Oh. You mean like if that if that uh, species was still around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the mammoth thing, where they're trying to resurrect the mammoth. So they, mm-hmm. as long as you can implant the fetus into a suitable host, like if you were to take an elephant and, and put a mammoth uh, baby in it, and it could give birth to a mammoth. No. Because it's more like it's <laughs> suitable something for different. Birth to it. That's what people want to do with the make mammoths. If you were to make a mammoth, make fetus, a mammoth. <laughs> if you were to make a mammoth, they have the DNA for it because it hasn't been the half life yeah. of from, from ten like ten thousand <clears throat> years ago is not like sixty five million years ago. Where like if you mm-hmm. try to do it with the dinosaur, it's like good luck. It's close enough to an elephant. And the elephant could host yeah. the the fetus mm-hmm. as it's developing and then give birth to it because you can't have like. Random man will be like, "You're gonna birth a mammoth." Mm. They're a little. Rail. How crazy would it be if, like, so think of this more like finches, like Darwin. Okay. okay. There was like this island in the Galapagos where your common finch went, and it developed a different beak because of how the fruit was on the island. Right. You needed a certain kind of beak to be able to access the fruit meat, and that's what the Galapagos finches were. They had different beaks. 
they were bigger or smaller or whatever the fuck. I don't. I, but they all evolved. They all evolved. From they were different ancestors. But the, yes, but it was it was like a an offshoot of the the big finch, the right? Parent that you're calling. You're calling the parent ancestor, yes. right? Okay, yeah. The common uh, common ancestor. Yeah. So the same with, with this bird. Um, there was some ancestor that was like a larger. Could crossbreed with it though. It's what I, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. It was like it's a cross. You can crossbreed with and it. So there's it's a, got enough in common. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a particular um, geographical area where this species evolved, right? Mm-hmm. And it was flightless because that was like there was no predators in the area. It was adaptive to be doing that. Whatever. Blah blah blah. That was different from the mother species or whatever. And then some. Uh, Event happened, it flooded, the habitat was ruined, all of that offshoot died, but the parent species was still around. So you're saying that if something goes extinct, it doesn't matter as long as there's a suitable, so it's like if closely there was, related ancestor that could pick it, yes, it back up. There was, if so there they was, drop the torch, they pick it back up again. If there was, uh, the Galapagos finches went extinct, but there were still finches, Yeah, and then the Galapagos uh, habitat kind of re-emerged into its former glory. But how would they... So I think Scott, what Scott's trying to say, though, if I'm not Mm -hmm. putting words in your mouth, is how do you re-resurrect... So the common ancestor, how does it get the DNA to even resurrect what is already dead? The DNA was already there because it evolved from that already. But I'm just saying... So you're saying it's, It's this environment that shapes... What I'm saying is you can't call it the same animal. It like just because it kind of looks like it or had the same traits. It's You're not the same the, animal. We can. It's 136,000 yeah. years ago. We can just, verify 100% that it was like exactly the same. It's like it's but like these the, hyperbole, these fucking it, scientists it's always evidence for the idea of uh, natural selection that that an environment shapes how we evolve. What's your problem with the article? Your problem with the article is that they're saying that it came back out of extinction again when they don't really know whether or not that's true. It's just misleading. They're saying, oh, this species. Well, that's how the media works. I hate it. Sensationalist (laughs) sensationalist headlines, man. You'd be like, well, there might be, like, it might be related to this other bird, but we're not sure. And, like, they'd be like, no, it's back from the dead. That's a much much better headline. I don't believe in science anymore because scientists are just as bad as everyone else. Scientists God damn it. are not the problem. It's the media. It's the problem. We are the media. Who are the media? We are. We? We're Us podcast. specifically? Technically, we are, yeah. We're the media. We're the products of the media? No, we are the media. We're the media's We're broadcasting. Consumers. We're mediaing right now. Well, well, yeah, we are media. Yeah. Uh, media, mediaing about media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or meta media. media. I know. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna go. There. Oh, that's, that's what we should do. We should do a meta media show. The where media. We just talk about ourselves. The media. I think that's kind of what Scottcast is. It's meta media. Meta media. Kind of, yeah. It, but it's better meta media. Better than meta media. Meta media. That's better. It's better meta media. <laughs> it's not a media, but a meta media. <clears throat> oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well. I think that I still believe in evolution. I am. Um, I just believe in sensationalist, sensationalist headlines for media as well. I believe. I believe in the ability for science to render my goals complete. But I'm. Hmm. I'm not going to give it any more stock than that. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know shit about stuff. I believe that. Uh, 
at some point the sun's going to swallow the earth and none of this will matter. And that's why you're the prophet. <laughs> we don't got to worry about that, man. Why? But we don't got to worry about that. Why we got to argue about it? <laughs> we're all going to... I mean, what we're worried about is the immediate, the climate change. So we're worried about the, the delicate balance of Earth right now because there's just it's so many variables that are magic. It'll be like another alive. like billion or two years there's until like, the sun yeah. swallows us. So yeah, I guess it's... It's just like more in pressing. The short, in the short term, it's like any of these like... 10 to 15 major variables that just create the perfect conditions for us to live Mm -hmm. are just perfectly hanging in balance and they've been doing so for a long time and at any point we can just snuff ourselves out by deleting one or two of those variables very quickly so just appreciate the finiteness of the you know the 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 preciousness of life that does exist don't fuck it up Mm -hmm. yeah I would love to control everything can't control the sun unless you have like unless you're like a advanced civilization remember in the Kardashian scale you can't do that unless you can harness the power of the sun how directly. could I do that can I do that you can't because then you'd be hey. a, a K2 civilization but how, how do how could we maybe we should table this for the next Scottcast well if you wanted to <laughs> harness the power of the sun you could create a giant network uh, that would literally um, absorb all of the sun's energy and then redirect it you could do that the giant Dyson swarm is what it would be called hmm. so like well explored topic it seems like that would yeah. like really fuck the balance of the solar system though also well, you still have the same mass, so most things that are in the solar system just revolve around gravity and the amount mm-hmm. of mass that's remaining rotating around there. Adding a sl- slightly larger mass around the sun wouldn't necessarily throw everything off of its orbit. So it, it but, would increase the temperature of the Earth. But, but each individual planet would be affected by the temperature because it wouldn't get as much solar radiation from each planet. Mm-hmm. It would freeze so the be, Earth. So all the other... Ant- well. Yeah, but I mean, if you're harnessing the whole power, the power of the entire sun, you're not really worried about like giving a little bit of energy to Earth, giving it its uh, kickbacks there, you know, giving a little bit of extra energy back to the Earth. That wouldn't be very hard. So, like, would some guy be in charge of like pointing like a mirror at the Earth? Like, <laughs> I mean, we talked about solar mirrors before. If you, if you want to spend an episode talking about uh, Kardashev civilizations, there's an entire series that you can uh, I've watched on it. You Ooh, you watched something. I mean, it, there's literally like <laughs> these scientific communities that are, you know, probably have subreddits that have explored these concepts like ad nauseum for the la- you know, their entire lo- the entirety of their lives on the internet. And they have gone into extreme detail about all these what if scenarios. What if we tried to harness the power of the sun? How could we do that? And you know, what technology would we need? And it's, it's fascinating stuff. This is the stuff that will build the backbone of good hard sci-fi for mm-hmm. people who are trying to write sci-fi, um, which I've thought about, but haven't never dabbled in. But I've okay. probably introduced just enough of the hard elements of sci-fi mm-hmm. and then just and, I'd inject some bullshit in there so that it would just cover my ass. Like it's if kinda, I, I got to do things. Yeah, like the force. Just you know, some, like, some raptor butt sex yeah. in there and yeah. you're good to go. Stop the little deus ex machina. Like, oh yeah, well, you know, did you know that the force can do this? Yeah, because it can, bitch. I wrote it. And then it just covers all your bases. That's the kind of sci-fi writer I'd like to be. Like George Lucas, George Lucas meets George R. R. Martin. Just thought of that. I would be Battle J- of the George. I would be J.R.R. Tolkien meets J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm no, talking about the, I'm talking about George Lucas and George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Science about- and sci-fi, boom, together mm-hmm. in the two Georges. I never noticed that they were both called named George until just now. 
that's my revelation. That's what I learned today at Skycast. Oh, was that what you? Oh, so I had other stuff. At? I don't really remember. <laughs> All I remember from this is, hey, I'll be the battle. I'll be the amalgamation of two Georges. Okay. What did you learn today, Ian? Um, boy, what did I learn? I learned that uh, <clears throat> it's going to take a lot of manipulation to uh, earn two thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, auction off some things or. Uh, donate some bodily fluids, or uh, and their constituents. Really, uh, put out some principle to get some return on whatever. How about sort this, of, Ian? Yeah, definitely gonna have to put for out, your that's first for sure. sample of semen. We'll mm-hmm. sell it on the Scott Cast store. Hey. Okay, for a good chunk of change. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> like a little vial of. Uh, Can you see who semen. buys it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might be able to. They might choose to obfuscate the information. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, we'll auction it off. Highest bidder. Oh, an auction. Mm-hmm. And it'll be uh, about probably ten dollars. Ten dollars starting starting <laughs> price. Are we talking about if we put it on eBay? Yeah, let's do it. eBay, the BA, we'll, BA. We'll horribly disappoint someone for ten dollars. All right. I mean, you've got your phone. Hey, <laughs> better than we'll call it better than your partner. There you go. Better than what you got. Better than you deserve. Sperm. (laughs) Buy it now. All right. Get it while it's hot. All right. Get it while it's cold. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. So it's a super. We're going to edit that out, right? (laughs) No, that's the end now. Oh, God. Uh, So the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, I bid thee adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. And all you people are eating this up, Scottcast Masticators. 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 Because mastication is a two. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>